0: Hey guys, this is Rich Bokini. This is the princess of pro wrestling, SoCal Val. Teddy Stigma, the world's worst role model. This is Holiday. This is Steve Young.
1: E-F-F-Y-F-E. And you're listening to the only podcast that calls it Right Down the Middle. The Whole Refin Show. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it Right Down the Middle.
0: The Whole Refin Show.
2: Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dear listeners all, welcome to The Whole Reffin Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. I am Darren Beasley. My name is Perry Smith. And we are so stoked to have you here today. Episode 56 of The Whole Refin Show, moving on, moving on in year two. We are doing it. We're a month in. We are. A month into year two. 13 months. Lucky number 13. And it's quite an episode. We got a lot to talk about. We first want to tell you that we are here together live in person with one another. Again, for the first time in several episodes, it feels good to be back in the whole Ruffin Show studio
0: Where it all began with you, Perry. Yeah, it feels good to be here with you. Uh, I was talking to some of the interns on the way in. I'm glad that some of them still work here. I know we had a mass exodus when uh, I left as a protest. Um, I appreciate uh, those that left more than I do the ones that stayed. um, Because that means they lost the faith to me. Um, So I made sure to be extra mean to the people that stuck around.
2: Well, that's not cool. Uh, uh, I don't appreciate that. Uh, but uh, I not, do appreciate your being problem. here. I, I appreciate your
0: being here. Uh, not so much your attitude.
2: Okay. but uh, you, you don't
0: like my attitude era? Because that's what I'm going through right now. I'm going through an attitude era. Oh, okay.
2: So you're going to use a lot of sign language. I am. Tell everybody they're number one. Yes. And you're going to uh, form a V with your arms. Yeah. With your genitals at the crux. Yeah. Okay. This is a crux. Is it fulcrum maybe? It's been a long time since I took physical science in high school. Okay. But something about a fulcrum.
0: Okay.
2: Also, fulcrum is just a cool word anyway.
0: It is. We'll try to use fulcrum a few times throughout this broadcast. Oh, it's happening. <laughs> it's going
2: down. Okay. Because uh, just don't don't you forget it. I will Don't you forget it. Also on today's show we're gonna talk about Uh, one of the ladies, one of the ladies of the WWE, a bit disgruntled, or is she? Oh, we don't know, but something is afoot at the Circle K. Something is afoot with Nia Jax and Shawn Michaels returning to the ring. What? Shawn Michaels stepping foot in the squared circle. Something.
0: Is Strange a foot at the is a foot K.
2: at the squared circle K. Uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> we're also going to talk to you more, dear listeners, about how you can see us live, when, where, and what we're doing. On today's episode, we will announce the people who will be joining us at the fest, at the whole Refn Show live, Stay tuned and listen. You're going to lose your minds when you hear who all is going to join us on stage at the Hippodrome in just one week. Man, that's crazy. We're a week away. We are a week away from the whole reference show live at the Fest 16. And then the day after our show at the Hippodrome is the biggest Fest wrestling show of the year. Fest, we are family. And ladies and gentlemen, dear listeners, we are going to present to you a rollout of the card for Fest Wrestling's We Are Family. It is a hell of a
0: wrestling card. I look at this card and I, I just marvel at it. It's it's, a, it's an all-day event. It, it's going to start pretty early Literally. afternoon and it's going to go pretty late. Um, so I'm, I'm just glad that I'm, I'm on this side of the continent for it. So I'm looking forward to it for sure.
2: Yep, we're glad to have you back and they'll be glad to have you. Plus it was a little odd standing at, at last month's fest show by myself it was kind of like
0: oh, I'm sure. Hey, wait a minute. I'm sure you leaned over to whisper something funny or you know, an observation and then it was like, oh. Like, hey
2: Perry, guess what? Oh no. And then
0: you heard the Dawson's Creek music. On
2: the For to be over Oh, I did. the The funny thing is, I did. Oh, I did.
0: And, uh, and then it, wow. it cut. It cut. of cut to an overhead shot of me in my bed, like just Why kind are you of in your bed because I'm it's I'm sleeping. <laughs> 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 but it's me being depressed, and I won't get out of bed because it, it, I'm hurting inside because I'm not at fest. But not this year. This year, it cut to a shot of me with you, uh, in bed. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> depressed. That we're not at Fest, but we will be there. It's no, confusing. No, 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 it, it's no, no, no. confusing. Now we'll, we'll we'll be at Fest Wrestling, folks, and you should be too. I, uh, and there's a dynamite card, and we're going to tell you all about it once we do. I have a question, real quick. I have an answer, real quick. Okay. Um, I never watched Dawson's Creek.
2: I never did either. Okay. James Vanderbeek, though, is he Dawson?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think the the lead His name female's is name is like. AC or something like that. I don't know. See, I I could be wrong about that. And there are some Dawson's Creek marks out there right now going, No, you stupid (laughs) son of a bitch!
2: Well, dear listeners, that is not all. We're not only going to talk about Dawson's Creek. (laughs) We're not only going to overuse the word fulcrum. Mm -hmm. And we're not only going to talk about Shawn Michaels and the Circle K and Fest. We're also going to go head-to-head... Head-to-head. ...talking about TLC 2017. The Raw exclusive WWE Network special. There we go. It's the first time I have not backtracked to uh, retcon pay-per-view out of the title. There we go. I said it. But people without the network can still... No, it's, I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think that's a thing. I think that it stopped. It was a thing. Okay. Pay per view did still exist for the longest time, but I think it's done with. I mean, we're going on four
0: years of network. It's almost been four years. So now it's pay per prescription or subscription. I should say. Right. That's not. It's not medicine. <laughs> no. Oh, it's my medicine. It's my, it is my medicine. You know that in a fulcrum. So-
2: So we got a lot to talk about, and we might as well get into it. But before we can dive headfirst into these juicy, juicy segments, there's one very important thing we need to hit, and I think it's called Headlines.
0: (laughs) WWE having a hard time these days keeping their talent together, whether people are leaving for uh, injury reasons or for... Uh, baby having reasons. Uh, some people are just kind of kind of worn out. Kind of worn out from uh, life on the road. And uh, Nia Jax is currently one of those people. Uh, Nia Jax just uh, took a leave of absence from WWE television. A lot of speculation out there thinking like, oh, she must, she must be upset because she's not being used right. And I think probably about 95% of the roster feels they are not being used right. I.e. they are not winning the biggest title that they could possibly win. Um, they're all a bunch of Zack Ryder's those guys. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden I'm seeing a lot of stories of people coming out and, and talking about how, how much Zack Ryder deserves. Are you seeing all these stories?
2: Yeah, and they did that before. They, they they did it when and it ultimately led to his intercontinental title victory. Right. At WrestleMania
0: Dallas and I think Wrestle Circus mentioned it on their Twitter, but I also saw what? someone else mention it um yeah, just just not affiliated with Wrestle Circus at all. Yeah, well, I mean, this is third time's
2: the charm because right.
0: they did it with the with the
2: Dallas thing. They did it several years ago with the internet championship when he got when he was actually really over. Right. Why are they doing it
0: again? Well, again There's you.
2: only one hype bro that needs pushing. Oh lord. Here and his here we name go. is Mojo Rawley. Push him
0: off the Grand Canyon. Uh, I, I want him dead. That, that's that's, what, that's what that insinuates. That's what that insinuates. Um, hey. the, the the career, the career Grand Canyon, Darren. But, Mojo no. Raleigh says the nicest thing. The no, he does not. Anyway, uh, I only bring that up because uh, oh, Zach Wright. You don't think Zach Wright is being used properly? Oh, okay, that's most the roster. Okay, Nia Jax is kind of in that boat where she probably had a lot of steam in the beginning. Because they, I mean, they they booked her right in regards to her. They they kind of booked her alongside, you know, Strowman's beating up enhancement talent, um, and that was working really well for her. Only thing is, they never. There was a time on on Raw where they never wanted anyone but either Sasha or Charlotte to have that belt. I think Nia came at an unfortunate time because Charlotte was on this long winning streak, so that's tough. We talked about we talked about the show many times where. It's hard to push talent when people are on or on you know title title runs. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, NXT is probably the worst at that, unfortunately. As much as we love NXT, um, but uh, so yeah, so Nia it seemed like okay. That, like we've we've had many head to heads, head to head, where we've thought like okay, we think it's Nia's time now to win the belt for a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I think I think it's gonna I think Naya's gonna happen this time, and just never never happens. Um so professionally if she did step away because she was unhappy with how her character being treated, you know, duh. Like I think anyone can look at this and and be like, yeah, well I can see why that would be the case. Um like we couldn't we couldn't cut out like a month or two of Nia being, you know, champion like I mean, that's fine. This that's totally fine. She's a she's a believable champion. She's a believable monster. She
2: is. I just don't know that I don't know that anybody wants to see it right, I don't I wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't think that people should be this upset if it's if this is what she's upset about and she's that upset enough to walk away or even request some time off or whatever. If it comes down to like her being disgruntled from misuse, then one, I go back to what you said, which is who isn't? yeah, and two, uh clear your jets for a second. You've been on the main roster for five seconds. You were in NXT for five seconds. Right. I don't care if you are The Rock's cousin. <laughs> there are people that wait a decade or more. Hey, Emma's still waiting. Well, I mean, look at... Just look at all the ta- like Look at Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and all of those folks who wrestled for over a decade. For tiny independent organizations, for big organizations overseas and anywhere that would have them because WWE wasn't ready or didn't want them or whatever. Well, they're there now. Now I cannot expect to come in and spend a year or two goofing around and be like, you know, what up? I'm big. I'm beautiful. I need everything handed to me. Right. Yeah, no. You know, if she's gone, baby gone, then good riddance, because that attitude is what needs to go away. Right, and, and
0: th- th- that's assuming that's the reason. Right. Alexa Bliss recently stated uh, in an interview that, you know, she was asked about the Nia Jax uh, leave of absence, and she said, like, I, I think she's just tired. I-, I think she just kind of, you know, the the schedule's demanding, so she's a little fatigued, so she's going to take some time off. Um, and that's fine, too, which I'm going to understand that as well. Um, But, I mean, as far as Nia Jax goes, that's what happens when someone achieves... That's what happens when someone hits the top of the mountain immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had she spent 10, 20 years, you know, on the independent circuit, like, begging for bookings, you know, doing what everyone does on fucking Twitter, which is like, Hey, guys, here's my schedule. Here's my open schedule for the next two months. You book me work, because... I'm awesome. Look at me. Right. Um, Oh, Nia Jax is if if Nia Jax left WWE, she probably would just model forever. She wouldn't she wouldn't go wrestle at ROH. No, no, no. no, Or New Japan. Yeah, because you can tell she likes being a WWE person, just necessarily like wrestling as much.
2: Exactly. There and there's a lot of people that are like
0: that. Yeah, and to me, Zack Ryder is kind of that guy. I I don't think Zack Ryder is the. I don't know why this became about Zack Ryder, but I noticed that his name keeps coming up. And I've been vocal on the show saying I'm not a huge Zack Ryder fan, but apparently I'm a crazy asshole for not liking Zack Ryder. Also, what I do like about Zack Ryder very quickly is he wears his disgruntledness on his fucking sleeve. By that, I mean his fucking face. Yeah. You look at him, he comes out, he's like, yo, bro, yeah, I'm probably losing. Oh, yeah. Pay me, pay me, I don't care. It was. I never, never won the belt, whatever. Yeah, it was
2: <laughs> never worse than when he first got sent to NXT a couple of years which, ago, which what a
0: slap in the face when
2: he <laughs> showed up there. I mean, as cut and especially standing next to the world's most enthusiastic person, Mojo Rawley. <laughs> love him or hate him, <laughs> love him or hate him. I will. I will say he does have enthusiasm. I mean, yes. love him or hate him, he doesn't get hyped. He stays
0: hyped. So I'm told, and
2: repeatedly. Uh, you know who's saying that about him, right? <laughs> He is yes, Mojo Rawley standing next to a thoroughly disgruntled Zack Ryder, who refuses to even match their gear. The entire time that he was in NXT, he refused to match his gear to Mojo's. They even had they had shirts before Ryder would match his gear. Wow. So they'd come out and they looked like, oh man, we match. We got on our matching shirts because we are the hype bros. Here we go. We got merch. We got a, a, a tag team name. We're getting a push. And then he'd whip that, you know, shirt towel off or whatever you want to call it. And there he would have completely mismatched gear. It didn't match Mojo's gear, it didn't match their uh, team merch. And I was like, dude, you are phoning this. And, and I don't know where Zach lives. I, I mean, I don't know if he lives in Orlando, but uh, I imagine I imagine man, that he doesn't. And so I think about those NXT times when it's like everybody else on the roster is living in Orlando within like 15 minutes drive of the Performance Center. And so they just they just come to work. But Zach's got to get on a plane every week and fly from New York right. to Orlando right. to, to wrestle in front of, you know, the Full sale crowd, which there is no hotter crowd, but it's also a teeny tiny crowd when Ryder has wrestled at several WrestleManias. And uh, so on that, in that respect, I kind of understand, but dude, be a professional. You are at the top of the mountain in terms of the wrestling business mm-hmm. by even being employed by WWE. Right. If your paycheck says... WWE, or WWFE, or Titan Sports, or Vince McMahon, if it says any of that, you win! You made it! You, you absolutely have. So stop complaining,
0: Zach, Neville, Nia, everybody. Austin, Austin Aries, not Stone Cold Steve oh, Austin, right, right, you, got, right. you got plenty out of WWE, um, but no, so so obviously we we kind of veered off more on Zack Ryder, but we are kind of comparing the two. Like, and again, it is a lot of the roster is a lot of the roster is unhappy. There there are whispers of a mutiny, uh, potentially a mass exodus of talent from WWE. And I, I I don't think that will happen, or I think a lot of people are going, yeah, let's all get out of here. So then they all leave, and that person goes like, no, I'm now I get your spot. Uh, um, yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> but I mean, we've we, we've been saying this forever when we realize that even NXT has like a has like a show roster. They have a house show roster, and they have a behind the scenes working out at the the uh, I was want to say power plant performance yeah, center same, roster. Same thing, same. So they have like a thousand people at NXT just waiting, just fucking. Thirsting, foaming at the mouth for their shot at WWE. So if anyone leaves WWE, if you leave Raw, SmackDown Live, believe me, there is a line of people behind you at NXT just waiting. Behind them, there is a line of hungry people working these independent shows, and working their asses off. Yep. They've been doing it for a few years. They've been doing it for a couple decades, you know, but they're they're ready to go. They'll, they'll, they'll do whatever, you know. So anyway, so Nia, if you're leaving because you're exhausted, I get it. I get it. Everyone's probably exhausted, but they keep showing up to work. If you're unhappy with the company, I get it. I get it. Everyone's unhappy because no one's being used properly. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, nonetheless, she'll be back some point. And if you ask me, it's very smart because people who go away for a while tend to come back and they're all of a sudden they're on the top of the mountain just because they're back. So, I don't know. Speaking of coming back,
2: you know who was supposed to get into a wrestling ring and, uh, and be back? In WWE, very soon, Bob Holly. Oh God, no! <laughs> I, I dare, I, I dare say, if Bob Holly ever makes a WWE return, I will retire from this podcast. Wow!
0: What if he's Sparky Plug, Bob Holly?
2: Then I will destroy any record of this podcast <laughs> ever having existed. And any record of my ever being a fan of professional wrestling?
0: You would have me out in the street, unable to feed my family, unable, you know, for our unpaid interns to feed their their potential families. I don't know, I don't know them that well. Um, but you you wouldn't just just because Sparky Plug made a comeback? Uh, yes. Okay. I
2: mean, short answer, yes. Okay. Bob Holly is the worst
0: wrestler of all time. Wow. The Bob Holly says the nicest things about no, you, No, he does oh, not. Oh no, no, that's what it feels I like. I don't believe that's that. That's what it feels like. Bob
2: Holly. Oh, God. Oh, he's so bad. Oh, man. Sparky Thurman plug. <laughs> and hardcore Holly. I think I said it on the show before a long time ago. The only Bob Holly moment. Of his entire career that I ever enjoyed was on ECW television mm-hmm. when Vince brought back ECW for Sci-Fi Network, and Rob Van Dam was fighting Hardcore Holly on ECW TV, and he put him through a table, and the metal frame around the table gashed Bob Holly's back so severely, it looked like when you take a filleting knife, like a fish knife. Uh. And you go to the, directly to the spine uh-huh. of, like, a giant salmon. And you just fillet it. And you can't see anything at first. And then you just... <laughs> you pinch the skin. And then you just turn and you just flip it. That's what it looked like. It looked like I was going to see the dude's spine. Or at least a rib. Right. Because... And I'm not talking about a joke played on a wrestler backstage. <laughs> not that kind of rib. Right. No. I thought I was going to see a portion of Thurman plug's a rib cage because his back split open so much so that it didn't even bleed properly. It like squirted blood and then it was just like, uh we can't react fast enough. Wow. This is more like a butcher situation than like a cut. Right. It was it was
0: well, well, that, that the way that, and looked, I laughed and well, applauded. Well, the, the it's my that, favorite favorite moment of Bob Holly's career. <laughs> hey, Bob Holly, you did it! The way that may have felt, and the way that looked, is how that how I felt mentally every time Bob Holly's music would hit. Yeah, and I'd have to watch him wrestle someone who was way more talented than he was. The, uh, okay, there is a,
2: there <laughs> there is there is one other good thing about Bob Holly, Crash Holly. Okay, Crash Holly was good. Crash Holly was good, in spite. Of being Bob Holly's mm-hmm. cousin or whatever he was supposed to be. Wow.
0: Everything, everything everything, good about Bob Holly was either done to him or was just kind of a, a reference to him. Uh, or done in spite of him. Right, exactly. So, so Bob Oh, you, you don't suck in spite of his sucking. <laughs> good job, Crash. We may have veered off course again. Uh, Darren, who's coming back to the squared circle? Oh,
2: oh, oh. Shawn Michaels. Hey,
0: Shawn Michaels. The
2: heartbreak kid. The showstopper. Mr. WrestleMania. Tell me more. Tell me more. Shawn Michaels is stepping into the ring, but not to wrestle.
0: Oh, this is already a letdown.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's putting on the zebra costume, and he's getting in at an NXT show to referee. Special guest referee, HBK Shawn Michaels, as Drew McIntyre, the NXT champion, is taking on Adam Cole, baby! Apparently, this is the the night before, at an NXT live event, NXT house show, whatever you want to call it. The night before War Games? Is that correct? Do I understand that right? Yeah,
0: it's going to be in San Antonio. Okay. So, So it's, it's... Michaels will be there
2: anyway. I guess my question is, is it actually going to be at an event they have the night before? Or is this one of those things where it's like they record three or four matches before TakeOver comes on? Because TakeOver is only a two-hour pay-per-view. Right. So to make it a three-hour show for the live audience, they record an hour's worth of quote-unquote NXT TV right. before TakeOver. Now, maybe that's what they're going to do and have that match and then air it like two or three weeks afterward. Mm-hmm. Or well, if is title- it not going to be televised at all? And if it's not televised at all because it's simply a live event, why
0: the hell would you waste Shawn Michaels on or, that? Or why would you waste Starrcade on that if it's uh-huh. untelevised? Um, also, if the belt changes hands, that will... Dramatically change the match at uh, Takeover, which is uh, what uh, Andrade, uh, Cien Almost taking on um, Drew McIntyre for that belt. So, so I guess they can't just like, well, we'll get the details of that in a couple weeks, folks. I mean, because if shit happens, shit happens. So, I, I don't know why. I mean, the, the, this idea still, it just, it just broke. This news just broke, so it's not uh, fl- fleshed out right now. But when we find out more, we'll tell you guys for sure. But regardless,
2: uh, I'm excited about seeing Shawn Michaels. In
0: NXT, in any capacity, it's always nice. That's to see. gonna be neat though, in that that you know
2: diminished uh, uh, like uh, uh, ambient uh, ambient light in the, in the arena and uh, the basicness of the black and the white. And, right. But Michael Shawn Michaels you to come out to sexy boy and dance around and be in the ring with Adam Cole. That's
0: pretty cool. That's yeah, all very weird to me. Um, so that's that. Uh, we're going to move on from WWE NXT and talk a bit more about our roles at Fest Wrestling and at the Fest 16 itself. That's right. Coming up
2: next weekend in Gainesville, Florida, beautiful hog town in North Central Florida is the biggest, raddest, coolest most famous and successful punk rock and alternative music festival in the world for the past decade and a half and inches. It is The Fest, The Fest 16, coming to you on October 27th, 28th, and 29th. On the 28th, day two, right in the middle, we're the white stuff in the Oreo, baby. The whole reference show is live from the Hippodrome in downtown Gainesville. This is one badass Greek Parthenon looking, uh, incredible giant pillar having building. And you and I are going to be inside. We're going to be on the stage.
0: We are. And in classic Greek style, uh, we are, we are going to fight to the death. Um, not each other. Uh, we'll fight some other people to death. We will
2: be nude in classic Greek <laughs> we will style. be
0: nude in classic Greek style. We will
2: perhaps have a, a, a foot race. Yes. And then maybe some,
0: uh, some <laughs> the amateur. Wor- the world's slowest foot race. Me versus you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no,
0: no, no. We uh, we, hey, we Are r- those
2: the guys from the whole episode? <laughs> First well, they're, of all,
0: they're nude. why are they
2: nude? Right. And why are they and Why are they running? Why are they fast fast ru- <laughs> Or fast walking? Is that fast walking or is that slow is running? Is
0: that slow running? Uh I never saw that uh <laughs> ever saw that Disney sequel slow running. <laughs> Uh, it's the sequel to Cool Runnings.
2: Anyway, this um, time they're not Jamaican bobsledders;
0: they're fat. <laughs> Everything you liked about the first one is not in the second one. Um, so basically, this one's got two two John Candy sized people minus the talent <laughs> and no Jamaicans. <laughs> Come oh, and oh, see man. it straight to Blu-ray. Um. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so yeah, we want to announce our movie, Slow Runnings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be out the uh, time for Christmas. I can go ahead and guarantee
2: that Doug E. Doug will be returning for the sequel. However,
0: <laughs> the sequel, Slow Runnings. Yeah, he's not doing anything. He'll he'll be there. Um, so look forward to that. But uh, yeah, come come and see us at the Hippodrome. Uh, the cool thing about our podcast is uh, I mean we're doing it live. It's it's the it's Technically the first time we're doing it in front of an audience, though We may, we may have led you to believe it was live for episode 50 um, So yeah, we're, we're going to be in front of a packed house This event is sold out uh, So unless you have a pass to the fest itself um, Then the actual event, the, ac- the actual single mission tickets are, are, are all taken up But uh, it's not just us doing our show there We're also going to have ourselves uh, some special guests We are doing a fest wrestling panel uh, and I guess we can go ahead and talk about who's going to be involved in that. Shit, yeah. You know that we have to bring our boy Effie. Effie is going to be there, the golden boy of Grabass, uh, the first guy to ever utter the words Fest Wrestling on our show. That's right. Those of you guys may recall, that's how we first kind of really got, uh, got to knowing about, uh, Fest Wrestling. Yeah. Effie said a lot of good things about it. Man, that is, that is right. Right. Man. So it's, it's full circle, baby full circle, but hopefully this circle keeps going and that's not the end of the circle. Um, so yeah, Effie's going to be there. Uh, we're also bringing along uh, his arch rival, his arch nemesis, that would be Leon Scott. Man, hashtag stay woke. Yeah, we're going to have to keep these two separate backstage. In fact, we probably shouldn't stand anywhere near him either. Uh, in um, fact, we should probably cancel. Yeah. We'll, uh. we'll just Skype him in <laughs> and mute his audio. Uh, uh, we one don't has to stand outside. Saying mean things and hurting people. <laughs>
2: Skype man and mute, <laughs> and, mute and mute his audio so you just see like somebody like the people in the front row can see like this box on the <laughs> stage this box on the computer screen with leon scott angry like angrily yes. like
0: you know well he's trapped in like the, was the phantom yes zone he's tra- superman <laughs> too yeah. um so yeah it, oh it's- man him and general zod <laughs> uh that's not all we also have uh chuck taylor Chuck Taylor is going to be at the show. Sexy Chucky T. Really big get there. Uh, Chuck Taylor, pro Hely wrestling involved. gorilla world champion. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Chuck Taylor just wrestled ROH show. He actually wrestled Kenny Omega, which that, that to me is just insanity. Um, so that's, that's very cool. Also, uh, independent wrestling legend, I mean, wrestling legend in general, Matt Cross. That's right. And uh, dog. Any, any, uh, I mean, Lucha Underground, uh, he's worked WWE a couple times. Son of Havoc and Lucha Underground. So it is said. Right. We
2: don't know for sure, but, uh, there, 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 we've been led to believe that Matt Cross may know Son of Havoc. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot of speculation there, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, I know every time I see Matt Cross at Fest Wrestling that it's going to be a damn fine match. Absolutely,
0: you always look forward to the Matt Cross match. I mean, all these guys, you look forward to the matches. There, there are there are rare misfires at Fest Wrestling, if if any at all. If that's not enough, the star power from these four ass kickers,
2: we, <laughs> as if we need help talking. Let's bring a couple more Motor Mouths on stage with us. Let's bring out the very, very talented, essential part. You could say, and I dare say, the fulcrum of Fest Wrestling. Mm. The announce team of Max, Greg, and Rich
0: Bokini. Friend of the show. Rich Bokini, friend of the show. We forgot to say Effie, friend of the show as well. Um, so yeah, we're bringing on the, uh, the greatest commentary team in all of independent wrestling. Dare I say all of wrestling? That, uh, psh, there you go. Max. Psh, Max Craig and, uh, Rich Bikini. So looking forward to that. We got a pretty full boat. We might have a name or two more jump on last minute. That's the thing. These, these are the people that we can guarantee.
2: These are and, confirmed. But you never know who's going to show up. You never know. Because first of all, it's the whole ref and show. So you never know who's going to show up. Second of all. It's Fest Wrestling. And third, it is uh, Day Two, Saturday. Oh, sweaty day. They're Halloween weekend right there in Hogtown. <laughs> who knows who may jump up on that stage with Darren
0: and Perry, your heroes? That's right. That's going down on October 28th on Saturday in Gainesville, Florida at the Hippodrome. Check out the Fest FL. See they did there. .com for more information and uh, tickets also and and you know why you're there check out one of a thousand fucking punk bands that are playing uh, during that weekend. It's All
2: exaggeration aside, literally over four hundred. Yeah, that is not an exaggeration. It is great. Holy crap! This
0: schedule great. And also we forgot to even mention that it's not just us doing our podcast at this uh, at this event by the way at Hippodrome. It is a day of podcasts. It is a podcast block. Um, After that, you get uh, the Art of Wrestling with Colt Cabana. That's right. The
2: granddaddy of them all, the Godfather of Wrestling podcast, goes on directly after us. Colt Cabana bringing his Art of Wrestling back to a live stage. Colt Cabana, no stranger to having a live version of his podcast. Very excited to be working alongside Colt Cabana. And uh, this time he will not be coming to you live from the studio apartment in Chicago. But no, he will be coming to you live from the Hippodrome immediately following us, the whole ref and Show. Yeah. So, you got the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, followed by The Progenitor, The Art of
0: Wrestling with Colt Cabana. And then then uh Chris Gethardt is doing his podcast. Uh Chris Chris Gethardt's pretty pretty famous, pretty popular. Uh he's all over my HBO Go. He's known uh pretty well throughout the I don't want to say the underground comedy, but the 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 UCB upright citizens brigade people uh, they all like him a lot. He's done a lot of stuff over there, uh, UCB in New York. Thank you for actually saying Upright Citizens Brigade. Well, I didn't just assume that everyone knew what UCB stood for. Especially, oh, especially, oh non-wrestling, uh, wrestling fans even might not know what UCB stands for. So. Right,
2: and I, that's why I'm thanking you. Okay, yeah, because absolutely. Because typically, uh, I mean, there's a lot of UCB people that I enjoy. But, uh, you know, I don't always enjoy the uh, the way that they... Uh, only refer to themselves as UCB.
0: Right. Well, it's it's kind of a it's it's a gang it's a gangland uh, there in uh, the comedy world. You know, living. And if C- you
2: don't watch out, they might murder you. Oh no! Uh, no, no, no! 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 Similar don't. to how
0: Dino Bravo was murdered. Oh my God, Darren! We can't laugh at that. Um, we're not laughing at it. We're, we're not, not laughing, laughing at, at it. At two it. weeks in a row. We're laughing at mentioning that we shouldn't talk about that. Anyway, um, well, living living uh, in Los Angeles for ten years. I mean, you. I, I know plenty of young comedians who are like, "Oh yeah, I'm over at UCB." Or uh, the worst one was IO West. There's an IO West and IO East, and it took me a very long time to even realize that IO like, meant something. <laughs> IO. Wait, hold on, I don't even know what it means. Improv Olympics. Well done. Okay. Well done. Yeah, yeah. um So there's that. There's also groundling. Second City. So like I said, it is it is a gangman. Like, are you groundling? Uh, I'm. I'm. You know. I'm. I'm groundling. Whatever. Groundling. By well, the way, and by the way, they're all they're all money pits. By the way, they're all horrible traps. Uh, uh, <laughs> except Groundlings, right? Because Groundlings, mm, too. no, Groundlings is political. Um, it's uh, it's all political. But Pee Wee
2: Herman came from Groundlings. Phil Hartman came from Groundlings. I know, I know. Jan Hooks came from
0: Groundlings. Bill Murray, you know, in Second City and all that was stuff. Was Bill Murray Groundlings? I think Bill Murray was a little Groundlings. I think most of them came from Second City, though. Hey, interesting, interesting fact.
2: Uh, I once attended a uh, Christmas party, nice with Jan Hooks. Oh, hey, Jan Hook in Crawfordville, Florida. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. She was a childhood friend of my father's best friend's wife.
0: That's yeah. I feel like I think everyone is is separated, you know, by SNL alumni at this point <laughs> um, by by little tiny increments. They don't even. Are not even aware of? Well, but anyway, we don't
2: count anybody from the last fifteen seasons. No, no, they're, except they're, Horatio Sands. They're not real people,
0: <laughs> right? Anyway, but um, so so yeah, Chris are uh, pretty well there. Yeah, right, right. But, right, but right. he's been a wrestling fan for life, as far as I can tell. So like he he, I guess he talks about wrestling quite a bit. That's awesome. Well, I notice a lot of wrestlers actually follow him on social media now. So um, th- that's cool. So he's going to be there as well, but he's not. Uh, he's not the the closing act. The Closing act is uh, Lady to Lady, the podcast. Uh, which as far as I can tell is uh, three ladies <laughs> believe it or not lady should be it should be lady too lady too lady but um that's true it definitely true it's actually three women uh, who also I, I assume they're based out of Los Angeles uh, comedians doing their show and other shows at uh, UCB and stuff like that so so I mean UCB and punk rock it all kind of flows together believe it or not it it's, it's kind of like wrestling and comp books kind of go together. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same kind of a thing. Well, it's if you grew up
2: in a in, in kind of a nerdy uh, state of mind, it, you, certain things inevitably go together. Think right. about think about the Weezer song uh, in the garage. Right, 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 all right. You wouldn't necessarily group together the X Men and Dungeons and Dragons and. Uh, the rock group KISS, mm-hmm. but yeah, you would, yeah, you would if you grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, right. and you were a nerd, and it's that same thing, it's the idea of, oh, I like comic books and wrestling and punk rock and stand-up
0: comedy, mm-hmm. yeah, it does, it does kind of flow together, I mean, it did for me. Right, no, I, I, I totally understand and agree with you. Uh, cool thing about KISS, by the way, is I've always said the cool thing about KISS is it's a gimmick so it's already kind of wrestling <laughs> yeah cool thing about kiss is it's the only band that could potentially last forever
2: because oh, wow. we, they
0: change out they change out the people who play the characters but you it's still them as, it's as long as as long as every every uh every existence of kiss has some member that's been there for over 20 years i think you're you can continue the band so it it can go on forever so, so Rock and Roll All Night <laughs> could be played a hundred
2: years from now. Well, I, I, if I'm alive a hundred years from now, I'll be playing it. Well, Actually, I'll be playing Love Gun because that's my that, favorite that, that's kiss song. That's a pretty
0: great song. Yes. That's a great song. It is a great song, indeed. So,
2: Kiss will not be at
0: this thing. No. No, no version. No of version kiss, of Kiss. Not the real one or a legacy version. I don't think punk rockers take too well to Kiss. I'm just well, going to go ahead and say that's that. That's right their now. loss.
2: Aww. I mean, I love the punk rockers. Right. I do. I'm not like Casey Jones. But <laughs> I
0: was uh, thinking the same. I thing. love
2: the punk rockers, but it is their loss if All they right. don't embrace Kiss.
0: Indeed. So, that's just, I mean, that's the night before. The fest wrestling card itself, which is just insane. Dear listeners, what an event Tony Weinbender puts on it's in this college town. It's remarkable. It is, uh, it's quite a show the next day because uh, even though it's. Uh, we're back into the wrestling world now. There's still about three bands playing this uh, this event itself. Hell yeah, there is. In fact, uh, it, it's an all-day thing. It does start uh, fairly early in the afternoon. Uh, right off the bat, you get the Duck House Brawl between the Ugly Ducklings with Coach Mikey. Lovable yeah. Coach Mikey. Uh, they take on the Gym Nasty Boys. Okay, real quick.
2: Real quick. Because this match is... apples and Bananas. Uh and I, I know that Coach Mikey is like mega Hulk Hogan. Mark, like I, I've seen stuff on his Instagram where that's like his collection. His collection is amazing, and the uh, made my day the day that I found the picture of Mikey with Hulk Hogan when they actually met. There's something Hulk Hoganish about Mikey.
0: I guess that big like barrel chest
2: is is that what it is? Yeah. And 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 the bug eyes like. The dude can bug his eyes out just like Hogan when he's, you know, hulking up. But there's something very like, I don't know, something very uh, fatherly and beachy and blonde uh, about Mikey that makes me think of Hulk Hogan. Now, if Mikey can only master the Hulk Hogan speaking voice, not the promo yelling voice, the speaking voice, the regular talking voice, you know, I one day. (laughs) <laughs>
0: but the match uh, Has the potential to be insane First of all, I'm not sure what a Duck House brawl even is <laughs> Me neither But these guys have got a really heated rivalry And uh, it's it's going to be explosive I can't wait to watch them bounce off of everything Because these guys are all really super athletic And do really innovative uh, Innovative offense So I'm looking forward to it um I have a really good idea for how this should end though but i'll I'll save that for the next uh, the next podcast. Ooh, that's that is one spicing me to ball. We're Harry. following up uh, the duckhouse brawl with the PBR Wildman cup <laughs> which does include 20 people. it is a 20 person battle royal. That's insanity uh, all by itself. That's intensity in 10 cities. Yeah, Live at Budokan. Exactly. I don't uh, I don't envy old uh, Max and Rich at the commentator.
2: Holy 20 crap.
0: 20 man PPR, Wild Man up Battle Royal. Um, but yeah, um, and the first band plays after that. We take our first intermission that you don't want to leave. You want to stay for this. The Randy Savages. Yes! Uh, the punk band, the Randy Savages, will take the stage and they'll play for half an hour. And uh,
2: I love those guys. I love those guys. What is not to love a punk rock band that dresses like the Macho Man Randy Savage? All of them. Not one of them. All of them. And they all have different Macho Man attire, like from different eras. Yeah. They sing songs about the career and the life of the Macho Man Randy Savage from the perspective of the Macho Man Randy Savage. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dear listeners find them i know you can find them on bandcamp uh if not spotify or youtube <laughs> go check it out uh we played some of their song uh Ooh yeah dig it uh on this show after the
0: first time we saw the randy savages perform at fest right but i'm totally stoked to see them perform again oh yeah it'll it'll be a treat for certain after that we start with part 2 cuz this is broken up parts so that's how big the day is going to be it's like a wrestlemania for uh for Fest Wrestling and for independent wrestling in general because it's called We Are Family because it's not just Fest Wrestling. Uh, Tony Weinbender, the promoter, wanted to incorporate other organizations, kind of get everyone together because they realized, hey, we're all family. We're all independent wrestlers. None of us are competing with WWE. None of us are really competing with each other. The world's all trying to put on a good show.
2: And you know, I don't know who to give full credit for that first thought, but I'm going to give a damn big hunk of the credit to Tony Weinbender. Because as long as I've known Tony, which is going on a year, pretty soon, Tony has been preaching that. Yeah. And he was preaching it before we even saw it happening with with Fest and other companies. And certainly before we saw it happening with any other companies that aren't Fest, I'm giving a chunk of credit to Tony for that idea. And uh, luckily, uh, companies like Defy uh, out of the Northwest is, is totally
0: on board with this idea. Defy is one of the big ones, uh, also Freelance, CCW, uh, First Wrestling, uh, and of course Wrestling Revolver also involved in the show as well. So yeah, a lot of people, a lot of hands on deck for this one. So it's just cool to see names that I haven't seen before, so I'll see wrestlers I haven't seen before, which is kind of cool. Kind of weird to see like non-fest people involved in matches sometimes um, at this point. Uh, in fact, part two does begin with Freelance versus CZW, Matt Nix and Suge D with Jason Saint take on Cannonball and Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, Freelance versus Fest, Stevie Fierce, uh, who is the Freelance World Champion, takes on our boy Effie.
2: Oh man, pull for Effie, pull for the feminist icon, the weapon of sass destruction,
0: right. EFFY. I agree completely. Also weird to see Effie fight someone who is not Leon Scott. <laughs> uh, very, very weird. Also, Ronan. I forgot to mention Ronan and Brainbuster. also involved. Uh, Alex Chamberlain, who is the Ronan champion, is taking on John Davis. Uh, so, cool. Very cool. Oh, man. John Davis, formerly of ROH. Ooh. Former
2: tag team champion of the very high level of ROH. Also, John Davis. I booked John Davis for a few months a long, long time ago.
0: <laughs> Many moons ago. Uh, Trisha Dora, we like her here at the Whole ref Show, is teaming up with Savannah Evans and Aria Blake. They're taking on Priscilla Kelly. And uh, Camilla Kane and Jamie Senegal. Uh, so there you have some more action there. Another band performance, Team Death, uh, which I don't recommend uh, <laughs> the act of, but I'm sure the band is pretty cool. Uh, so check them out for sure. Part 3 begins with Colt Cabana. Uh, he's going to be teaming up with Space Monkey. What should be just a funny visual? That's perfect. That's um, perfect. You have those, those two people that have no business tag teaming together on a tag team. <laughs> um, Man Scout, Jig Manning, and Zane Riley teaming up. Apparently, uh, Caleb Connolly <laughs> not showing up at the show because you'd usually find him attached to uh, Zane Riley. Um, Rachel Ellering, who was just in the May Young Classic, she's fighting Holodead, Dead, frenemy of the show. Frenemy uh, indeed. Old Holodead called in. You you you. Listeners may recall that happened. Uh, the Carnies taking on The Boys, taking on Tech. And yes, it's Those The Boys yes, from ROH. Yes, it is Those The Boys. Uh, Dalton Castle's The Boys, uh, and The Carnies are pretty well known throughout the indie world. Hell yeah, they are. Tech, three equally charming heterosexuals. <laughs> uh, we say a lot of good things about Tech. Those guys get better and better and better every time we see them, so looking forward to that. And is
2: there a better wrestling name than Shit-Talking Jim Sherbert? No. <laughs> No. Nope. No. No is the answer. Not since Jesse the Body Ventura has there been a name that
0: good. Oh, man. Uh, first Wrestlings, Wrestlepalooza title match Eric Cannon, who's the champion, taking on Maxwell Jacob Finstein, or MJF. Uh, another band performance, Jukebox Romantics, takes the stage and plays for uh, half an hour. Part four! Part four! You've already seen so many wrestlers, but it's not over yet. Uh, Wrestling Revolver Open, Invite Scramble, Matt Palmer, who is the champion, versus Jason Cade, versus Serpentico, a.k.a. Lucha Cruz, uh, versus Caleb Conley, hey there's Caleb Conley, (laughs) yay, Uh, versus Anthony Henry, versus Matt Cross, who will be on our show uh, the day before, versus Saif Al-Sabah, who we saw him uh, a couple shows ago, so that'll be uh, very exciting. Double date match, Joey Janela and Penelope Ford versus Lord James and Joey Ryan. Dude, I cannot wait for this.
2: That that match is a headliner on any card except this card, which is just a card of headlining matches. <laughs> right. I mean, that is an amazing match. That has the potential to be talked about in indie wrestling for eons. Right.
0: Um, and it, it still keeps going, man. Defy Wrestling Championship match. Shane Strickland defending his Defy Championship against Desmond Xavier. True. That's That is literally going to be all over the place. And, and bouncing and flipping and all kinds of fun stuff. Looking forward to that one. Those guys put on an excellent match every time. And I'm super jazzed and psyched about this because the Fest Wrestling Championship will be defended. It was not defended in the last show because the champion, Sue Young, was actually overseas at the time. Defending it in Spain? Defending it in Spain. Successful title defense because Sue Young, the champion... Friend of the show takes on Chuck Taylor, and uh, soon to be friend of the show. <laughs> soon, hopefully, soon to be friend of the show. Uh, he may hate us. I don't know. I I, I said he looked kind of like uh, Val Kilmer in Top Gun once, and, and that that should be good enough to be a friend of our show. Sure, everybody oh, yeah. wants to look like Iceman. That's right. Not Bobby Drake. Val <laughs> Kilmer. I'll look like Bobby Drake. Sure. <laughs> um, so that is tremendous. That that is way too much talent. It's, I think, man, jeez, tickets I hope are still available for that show, but I know everyone who has a fest pass can come see the show. Yeah, Uh, as
2: of this recording, I think there are less than five VIP tickets left for this show, so high demand, and I expect the crowd, I mean, eight seconds is going to be bursting at the seams. Oh yeah. Because of those fest passes, there are going to be folks
0: who are clamoring to get into this place. I'm going to be clamoring. I I I'm clamoring right now. I'm I, I could see Darren right now clamoring. I might need to get a fulcrum and help <laughs> and help him out. Um so that's it man. That that's that's the Fest wrestling schedule and uh we're doing our thing the whole ref and show. Uh, I was doing a live podcast with some other with some friends of Fest wrestling, not to mention some other podcast folks and not to mention all the hundreds and I literally mean hundreds of punk bands. Uh, going, uh, it's, it's going to be a crazy weekend in Gainesville. So if you have no plans or if you do have plans, you know, cancel them, cancel man. them, and get to Gainesville, man. So, uh, that's it, man. That, that's, that's all we can tell you about the weekend thus far. We have more updates. We'll definitely keep you up to date on next week's episode leading into that crazy ass fucking bunkers weekend. Um, I don't mean the cartoon uh bonkers the cat did you ever see bonkers the cat the no cartoon? when i cartoon? think of
2: bonkers i think of the
0: candy okay well though, i don't remember a cartoon i don't remember the candy i remember it was like a, it was like a cat treat oh those, no those, those were cat treats no, <laughs> wait a minute and that wasn't candy. you think everything's candy um you think everything's cat treats <laughs> oh no one of us is insane um or potentially both of us Anyway, uh, so oh, bonkers, they were good. Because uh, I'm thinking of cat treats, and I'm, you're making me sick right now. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm thinking of, I'm the, thinking of the smell of cat treats. Oh, it's like, why would see, you eat that?
2: See, I'm thinking of the actual smell of the candy bonkers. Okay, it was like double. It was a double layer of two diff, slightly different types <laughs> of grape flavor. They were chewy.
0: God, they were good. We get off topic so easily. On the are you show. kidding? No, and I wonder if people find it endearing or irritating. Do they hit that 15, that 15 no, second skip? Don't button. you do it. Uh, they're talking you. about bonkers. Better hit the 15 skip eight times. Um, and that's well, all we dude. know about bonkers. So, anyway, Shawn Michaels successfully <laughs> defending his championship. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Wait a minute.
2: What? Has Shawn Michaels won a chair.
0: Her back 15, back 15. Yeah. Back 15. <laughs> what I missed. It was all bonkers bullshit. Um. Anyway, so that's gonna be that that wild and crazy weekend. Again, we'll tell you more about it when we get there. And uh, that's it, because Darren and I have to talk more about WWE uh, because they got it's another week, folks. Another week, another pay per view. That means another head to head. Head to head.
2: WWE's Raw brand is bringing you TLC 2017. That's Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, the latest network special from WWE's flagship brand, Monday Night Raw. On Sunday, October 22nd, from Minneapolis, Minnesota, you've got Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Oh my. Right. We've got a pretty interesting card. I'm going to say right off the top, this is one of those cards that if you just don't even don't talk about the matchups, don't talk about winners and losers, just make a list of who appeared on this show, and then look back six or seven years from now,
0: and you're gonna be like, "What the hell is this?" Right. This is like you're you're looking through your your VHS collection of pay per view tapes, and you go like, well, "What was what was that? What, what was Breakdown two thousand three about?" And you look in the back and go, "What the fuck?" And exactly. what exactly? Yeah. What? what Eddie
2: Guerrero, Daniel and, Brown? Uh, yeah, huh? Yeah. He was he was already there. He was still there. What? Daniel Brown versus Brock Lesnar? <laughs> wow. This is this is one of those shows. This is totally wow because of the 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 abundance of of women and cruiserweights. And really gimmicky characters. This is
0: precisely what we're describing. That last match is pretty gimmicky. Yeah. I'm very surprised they're having that main event. Especially going right into uh, Survivor Series. But this is kind of a appetizer for Survivor Series. This is all a commercial for Survivor Series. And, and I'm okay
2: with it. I, I think that some of these matches will... They will combine together. They will Voltron into Survivor Series matches. Or they will just organically build over the next few weeks, but uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of these are turning into Survivor Series matches before our very eyes, but it's an entertaining card, well, and, and
0: I think we need to jump in head to head, head to head, and sort this shit out. Yes, we do, but quickly, I, I will. I will quickly say that this is a this is a commercial for Survivor Series, but everything is a commercial for WrestleMania. And Wrestlemania itself is a commercial for the next Wrestlemania. I was about to say, Wrestlemania is a commercial for the next
2: Wrestlemania. Yeah. Oh man, the train never stops a rolling mm-hmm. when Vince McMahon is the conductor. Aerosmith was right. The train kept a rolling <laughs> all night long. Well, we're going to kick off the night in Minneapolis with a match between a couple of very talented young ladies. One, a mega-veteran at this point, Alicia Fox.
0: <laughs> Again, in the world of wrestling, when you say someone is a veteran, let alone a mega-veteran, that means she's old, she's really old, She, well, but she still looks super young. Well...
2: Because they signed her when she was like 19, like she was one of those first right, like baby
0: signees. Boom, boom, Nia Jax, take a fucking take a fucking lesson from her. Man, how did we not cite that immediately? Yeah, that Go, is uh, a woman who fucking knows what side her fucking bread is buttered on. Knows that she lucked into a job at WWE and just does what she's told. And you know what? She still shows up at pay per views. And you know what? I think she's talented as hell. She's, I really like Alicia Fox a lot. I do too. She's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. She can play a
2: character if they will just let her. She's returned to it for about two or three weeks now. She's playing the character that I mentioned several weeks ago when she finally popped back up on TV, period. Uh, when I mentioned that when uh, right after WrestleMania 30, leading up to WrestleMania 30, and then the night of WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans... Alicia Fox had a great, great, essentially crazy-like-a-fox mm-hmm. uh, character. And it was so good. Her post-WrestleMania press conference from WrestleMania 30, it's on the network. It's, it's, a, it's like in its own little block. And that's the night that Dean Ambrose really got himself over in a post-WrestleMania press conference. Go watch Alicia's. It's amazing. And it's the first time I thought, hey, that chick's got it. She can do it. Right. And then I watched her on Total Divas for a few years. And, you know, I mean, she may be crazy like a fox, but she was entertaining on that show. Give her the ball and let her run with it. Uh, maybe she's not the most amazing wrestler uh, in terms of, like, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, those, those natural-born, highly skilled ring technicians. You know, even like, you know, obviously Natalia. But she can hang. But she can hang, and she's got amazing ability, like physical ability, natural ability. She can do crazy
0: shit with her legs. Say legs for days. Exactly. And she can wield them.
2: So, despite her veteran status, she is taking on uh, Sasha Banks, who, hell, at this point, has several years under her belt as well. That's right. And this is an interesting match. This is, of course, the story of. Crazy Alicia, and everybody loves Sasha. And so here we go. Let's, uh, let's let Sasha have, uh, you know, an opportunity for her comeuppance to uh, to go back at Alicia for Alicia attacking her. And that was brutal, man. In the match they had on Raw, Sasha ends up with a bloody mouth. Then she gets thrown into all the carts in the back. And uh, man, when Alicia is slinging
0: those those knees at you, running knees. I'm like, holy crap! It's painful watching Sasha get thrown around uh, w- when uh, Charlotte and Sasha had their hell in a cell match, and Ooh. Charlotte is is trying to throw Sasha into a table w- in hopes of like breaking the table. But Sasha is just bouncing off the table because she's so tiny. Yeah, it's just like, just give up, just stop doing that. Just break the table over your leg and pretend that she went through it. <laughs> <laughs> you're, hurting, you're hurting Sasha. Um, so seeing Sasha thrown around like that's very, it's very, ow. But, uh, Alicia is also pretty, pretty frail looking, pretty fragile. She's very thin. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it should be, a, it should be a decent match. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win though? I mean, I think Sasha is going to win. Uh, they're not, they're not pushing, uh, Alicia Fox to anything.
2: I, but I think they might be. Mm. I think they might be. They, you know, part of her craziness this time around is, why I've been here for over ten years? Why don't I have a shirt?
0: But I, so they're introducing a shirt for her. That, that's great. As and part of the she feud. absolutely should have a shirt. But I'm thinking they're starting to push their B team, their their female B team, to basically make them the number one contenders to fight Oscar. So the A team doesn't have to fight Oscar because um, that's definitely what's happening with Emma. We'll talk more about that when yeah, we get there. Yeah, you're right. But I, I do think, uh, well, okay, well, I, I'm going to stick with Sasha going over, but I still think that might be the the, the, the trajectory for all these ladies. Well, I'm going to go with Alicia. Okay. I
2: think that um this might not be the end of the feud, and as a result of that, it's uh, it, Alicia needs it. Alicia needs it if the feud's going forward. If Sasha just shuts her up, then it's it's done. You know, because even if Alicia wants to pitch a fit and be crazy like a fox and la, 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 If the first time out or the first important time out, she just gets pinned, then I think she's she's toast. No, I totally agree with that so, also. Well, we'll
0: see. But well, I, hey. I still think WWE is like, don't worry, Sasha, we got your back, baby. Like, like we, we won't do wrong by you, Sasha. Uh, well, Unless you win the belt, then we'll do wrong by you. But, uh, yeah. So I, I just think in this case, it's it's a simple give Sasha the win. But I, I see where you're coming from as well. So already we are divided. Already. In our head to head.
2: Head to head. Let's we are in, house divided.
0: Let's get into that main card then. All
2: right. Let's talk about uh, a sex, slurry. baby. Let's talk about you and me. Well, let's do. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be.
0: Okay, that's not a TLC song, is it? <laughs> no, but damn, no. Oh, oh so close to making. Damn more it, TLC anyway. Jokes. If it were, yeah, if if we we, were. we promised ourselves we wouldn't make that many. Uh, t Boz left eye and chili jokes for uh wwe tlc we already did that last year we did the hell out of that last year but you know i don't think that many listeners were listening back then so we can maybe get away with it this time maybe don't go back
2: and listen to last year's tlc and
0: don't don't go chasing waterfalls
2: (laughs) (laughs) all i'm saying is bring it if you want i mean i just
0: i don't want no scrubs but, but 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 what about your friends uh... That's also a TLC song. What about your friends? <laughs> Darren just gave me that look that said, What about my friends? What about my friends? Please excuse Darren. He doesn't know TLC. Like, I sort of know TLC. I was like, are they
2: hanging out the passenger side of
0: my, <laughs> my ride? You're trying back, your your best ride? Trying okay. to holler at me? Yeah, okay. Okay. And that's the extent of our TLC knowledge. Alright, moving on.
2: Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. Two men scorn for Sega. Two men scorn by Alicia Fox. Taking on Brian Kendrick and Jack Gallagher. Nice. Gentleman Jack, they've I guess they they were like, alright we only need one overly pasty guy that people only comment about how white he is as opposed to how he wrestles, and that's Seamus. So Jack, now you have to wear a full suit to wrestle in.
0: Which, by the way, I said that's what I wanted Oni Lorkin to wrestle in. Had he made the two o five live transition, um, which works for Gallagher, even though you miss that old, you know, th- those colorful trunks of Gallagher. He had a very specific look. I think that look would work for Lorkin. I th- see. I think Gallagher needs to wear less clothes and wear what he used to wear, and Lorkin needs to wear more clothes. Now, that that's my thing. Interesting, interesting. I'll take Oni Lorkin any way I can get him. I know. Him. You are such a loyal and faithful Oni Lorcan Mark. Uh, hey, O-N- and he'll never know. He, he will does never know. I he, told him he will never reciprocate your love. Well, I don't need it to be reciprocated. Oh, Darren, you've been hurt before,
1: haven't
2: you? Oh dude. Dude, they forced me to read a Tale of Two Cities when I was in high school. They never forced of, me to do it.
0: So I, I don't know what you're talking about. Of
2: course. Of
0: course. But I did see I A Tale dwell. of Two Kitties, the sequel to The Garfield. It's
2: not. It's Stop
0: talking. It's not all about cats. Does it involve lasagna and a hatred for Mondays? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that, because if that's the case, I am Garfield. All right, because I hate Mondays. I love lasagna.
2: Well, whoever created A Tale of Two Kitties should be drug out into the street <laughs> and shot. I think it was a Spike Lee joint. But anyway, <laughs> you were talking. I was talking. I was talking about this match between Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan taking on Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick, mm-hmm. and uh, gentleman, Jack Gallagher. I, I hope this doesn't get pushed to the pre-show. Uh, it's being advertised as being part of the main show, and that's really cool. Multiple cruiserweight matches, multiple women's matches, like I said at the top of this segment, this is one of those cards that you're going to look back on and go, good for them. This is decent booking because it's different. It's a variety show. It's a variety it's a, show. This is, hey, this
0: is what Raw is capable of being. Um, right? No, it is. And I don't, I mean, you just said the, the, the dirty words pre-show. And I'm kind of like, man, what does Sasha Banks feel like getting kicked down to the pre-show? But, nonetheless, uh, um I'm I'm glad for these cruiserweights that they're on the the main pay-per-view network special card. Network special please. Oh, uh network special card, um if it's not kicked down to the uh the, <laughs> the uh pre-show, those poor souls. Um it's where, it's where that's where they go to die, the pre-show. Oh, no! That's where they go to die. Come on. Okay. No, pe- plenty of people
2: have been resurrected from the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, but who got to win this match? There, I'm gonna go with uh, Alexander and Swan. I think they need. I think we need something like that. Like boom. I go. With we need you. something out of the out of the gate here. We need some babies. We need some babies to go over. So I'm going with uh, with
0: Cedric and, and Rich. I'll go with. What, that. Yeah, you think that? I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Because yeah. I want to be rich. <laughs> oh. he needs to be called Alexander. He needs to be called Cedric. Alexander the Great, by the way, and, and, oh. come out, and come out in, like, an Egyptian thing. Yes. He, that's what he needs, <laughs> he needs to do. This is why I don't book wrestling, because everyone <laughs> everyone would just have an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. She's, like, the queen of denial. And i found like, this now. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I sound like a really, really, like, like, brand direction, like, underwater or something. Anyway, um, but no, I, I think give it to the babies, and, uh, yeah, move on.
2: Yeah, so next we got more cruiserweight action. I, I doubt, I mean, this is the way that the matches are being listed. I doubt they're gonna have back-to-back cruiserweight matches, although they should.
0: We, and we, we on the show do strive to try to keep it orderly and tidy. Like, we think this might be the order, and we actually stress about it. Uh, and so far, no one's gone like that. That match didn't come first, you, you big dummies. Um, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go, and I think you should too, Darren. Well, I, I hope these matches are back
2: to back. That way, we're not talking about the fact that this this ring crew has to run out and change everything to purple. Oh yeah, and yeah, then yeah, strip yeah. it all back off. Yeah, and then come back out later and do it all over again, mm-hmm. and then come back out yeah. and strip it all off. So. Maybe they'll have these matches back to back, but Kalisto, your new cruiserweight champion, you know who he's taking on?
0: Uh, no.
2: He's taking on a couple What we got here? A couple haters? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 Enzo Amore. The freshly heel turned to death Enzo Amore. Trying to get that cruiserweight championship back. Bada-boom, realist champ in the room. He wants to get it off Kalisto.
0: Realist former champ in the room.
2: Ooh. Kalisto, a.k.a. Baby Ray Mysterio. Yes. I like to call him Baby Ray. And I want my Baby Ray, Baby Ray. He's,
0: <laughs> he's probably bigger than Ray Mysterio Jr., by the way. He
2: is, but he's younger.
0: Okay. That okay, makes him okay. a baby. Okay. Not baby face, but a Baby Ray. A Baby.
2: Baby Ray. Um... This, not uh, Sweet Baby Ray's, which is a barbecue <laughs> sauce. Oh,
0: of course. I, and
2: I, not Sweet Baby James. Oh. James Taylor.
0: Mm-hmm. So, this, this is, the thing with Enzo is, breaking up Cass and Enzo Amore, it seemed like they were just trying to destroy Enzo Amore. Like, Cass just getting out, just fucking devastating Enzo at every turn. Um, and then, uh, Enzo being sent to F5 Live... But I think because Big Cass went away, they don't want you to forget Big Cass, so they kept Enzo around. Um, and, and Enzo, it seems like got this push all of a sudden, and it seems like he's the one that took out Big Cass. You know, he's the one and he takes credit for it. I think on on the air, you know, he's the one that that sent Neville away. Um, so he, it's funny because all these things are actually happening in, in you know the real life. But he's like, taking credit for it all, so he actually legit looks like a badass to wrestling fans. Right, and one week after being
2: the the focus of the hatred of the entire roster of 205 Live, one week later, he has all the heels on his side. Yeah. I mean, how brilliant is that? I mean, already this, this, this mess with... Uh, I mean, obviously, he was going to feud with Neville, but Neville's gone the way of the Dodo for a shoot, mm-hmm. and that leaves Enzo focusing on Kalisto, but also focusing on Mustafa Ali, and a lot of lot of hate going around, and it's hard to see there
0: where the the line is. It's a big cup. You know what it's full of? Cup of haters. <laughs> the cup, cup is full of, of a cup of haters. The the big cup is full of multiple cups of haters. Wow, um, it's it's very interesting. It's full of cup of haters and lettuce and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's Ooh. that's odd. But anyway, it, and it's it's very really funny to me because because <laughs> Neville was like, "Screw this! You made me champion forever, and I beat everyone." But fuck you, WWE. And it's funny because he did it right after he basically made Austin Aries do the same exact thing. Right? Fuck you! I can't win the belt off this Neville guy. I'm leaving, and then <laughs> Neville. Fuck you! I can't get the belt off this Enzo guy for five seconds. I'm leaving. And according to most of the
2: reports,
0: Neville was
2: supposed to get it right back from Enzo, and then he walked out. And Callisto, who they had no plans of giving the belt to,
0: ends up with the belt. And what I made the joke about it earlier about you know if there were a mass exodus. You know, 30 people would be like, we're all doing it. But 10 of them would be like, we're not really doing it. And those 20 people leave. Those 10 people go, well, 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 looks like you got an open spot here on Raw. Right? Um, And and that's just the way it is. But Kalisa was someone who knows that he's not doing so well. But if I hang in there, you know, someone's going to fuck up. And they'll throw a little treat to me. They'll throw a bone to me. And that bone is a purple belt. The Cruiserweight Championship. Well, we've been wanting a a
2: Cruiserweight bone thrown... To Kalisto or Kalisto thrown to two hundred five live for a while. Yeah, it just ever made since. Sense. Yeah, we, we we said why isn't this doesn't make sense to have this cruiserweight who's clearly a cruiserweight on Raw every week fighting heavyweights when there's an entire division, a championship
0: division with its own show. Why isn't this tiny dude on it? Right. Also, Kalisto. I mean, he he stuck around. He got himself a a win against Braun Strowman. You may recall that That's right. dumpster match. So, do you think Kalisto uh, has what it takes to beat Enzo again? I, I don't know. I, this might be Enzo getting that belt back. He'll cheat. I, I think if you want to keep the heel heat on Enzo, you're going to need to get him that belt back. So, you're going with Enzo? I'm going to go with Enzo. I am also going with Enzo. Yeah, I think if Enzo doesn't beat Callisto and he's just like, Oh, man! Kappa Heidi! Kappa Heidi! good. It, it, it's, it, Enzo's more effective, he's he's a better braggart when he's holding on, when he has all the cards, uh, which is very rare, but it happened when he had all the cards, when he had the belt before, so you need him to kind of get back to that immediately. I think Callisto is more of like a just shock value thing. Like, who's Callisto? And I went immediately, so now Enzo's got to get it back. And Oh, um, absolutely. To, to be just the... the King should have fucked Mountain, as you say. Sure. Um, Sure. Sure, me. You made that up as far as I know. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think Enzo's got to win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Enzo's going to win this match. Next up, the Women's Raw Championship is on the line as the champion, Biscuit Butt, Little Miss Bliss, Alexa Bliss, Five Feet of Fury, Takes on the lady who called her biscuit butt. I was about to
0: say, please mention for those t- tuning in late that that's what Mickey James referred to her. Mickey as. James, it's not us being <laughs> horrible misogynists. No, I would never. Well, biscuit butt. Well, well, well. <laughs> Come on, let me touch you.
2: Oh no, we're uh, not a couple of Harvey Weinstein's. No, so, there it is. Mickey there James is. retaliating against Little Miss Bliss for all the ageist jokes. Um, Want some honey for the biscuit butt? <laughs> basically, it was saying, you know, more about that. You got a biscuit butt, right?
0: And I don't even know really what that means. But also, I hate all the age jokes on Mickey James. It's totally not fair. It's no, they're bro. acting like she's she's May Younger or, or Mula, and I, I get why she's being especially you know shitty. I mean, Alexa's doing her job, but I, I don't like that, and, and Mickey James can't feel good about that either. You know, even though it's it's. It's it's all in good fun, but it's like, it's 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 fat jokes to Nia Jax. I mean, it's the same exact thing, you know, so. Oh, I know, and in
2: reality, even though Alexa Bliss looks like she's 16, Alexa Bliss isn't that young, and Mickie James is not that old. In the world of wrestling, she's that old, apparently. So. Well, in the world of wrestling, yeah, she kind of is, but she's not some old lady she doesn't wrestle like one and She certainly doesn't look like one mm-hmm. But I get it I mean I kind of like it I I think if anybody else were doing it It might not be as good But Alexa Man she can talk asses into seats And she talks me She talks biscuit butts <laughs> into seats And she talks me into being really interested About this this feud I She's such a like Like a weird A weirdly uh, Compelling heel like i I just find myself kind of like old, just true blue old school heel like gritting my teeth and and waving my fist like oh you little bitch alexa
0: alexa really strikes a chord um she seems like bratty i think because she looks so young because she is small she looks like bratty kid right that she has kind of that bratty Kid equality, What she plays up, and she's really good at it. And no one likes a bratty kid. Exactly. No one. Because so, you just want to smack them. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you have to get a sanctioned match to smack her, so... And if she, you know, squirms her way into a win, then it's like, no, oh, she wins again, that bratty child. And, and I think
2: that bratty child's going to win on this night.
0: Uh...
2: I think Minneapolis is going to see yet another victory from Five Feet of Fury.
0: Yeah, there's... <laughs> Mickey James is someone who's won the belt several times. I don't see her getting pushed into that spotlight, especially with Hurricane Oscar coming in. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think they they built up Mickey James enough to be worthy of uh, you know competing with Alexa Bliss for the belt, but I don't think she'll actually get the belt. So Alexa Bliss goes over. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, as insensitive as the hurricane comment might be, uh, Hurricane. <laughs> Hurricane Asuka is coming. Yeah. Hurricane Asuka is coming and you don't want the belt bouncing around before she can have a chance to you know come for it. Yeah yeah. And I think Ale- I think an Alexa Asuka feud for the belt is gonna happen sooner than later, and it's gonna be the best possible scenario out of
0: the selection of people on Raw, in my opinion. It's gonna be tough if they do it the way they did Shinsuke, in which case they make Asuka talk a lot. And Alexa relies a lot on talking, so it's it's not going to be great that way, um, because Oscar, God love her, English is not her first language, so she doesn't always you know come across well. I just hope that people aren't just like, Oscar, I, I don't get it, I don't get it. <laughs> um, so I, I fear that, but anyway, we'll we'll see what happens there. I just hope they'd they know how to use Asuka because they didn't know how to use Shinsuke.
2: <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That is too true. Well, speaking of Asuka, this is her main roster debut. Yay!
0: Not counting
2: some house shows that she worked. Right, right. A couple her of Madison Square Garden televised. shows. Televised. This is her official yeah. WWE Raw brand main roster debut. The Empress of Tomorrow is taking
0: on Emma sad sad such a conflict of interest here because here we are we've been talking about Oscar making her her roster jump to the main show for so long finally happening you know very deservingly so but poor Emma you think like oh they're pushing Emma now no they're pushing Emma <laughs> off a cliff right uh, <laughs> basically pushing her into uh, Asuka just destroying her, which that's the only way this match can go. Like, Asuka can't have this much build-up being undefeated in NXT only to lose to Emma in her debut match. If Asuka lost this match, it would be the ultimate swerve, but it would also be the dumbest possible outcome. So, I'm gonna go ahead and just say Asuka wins this match. And then, again, I love Emma, and I wish they would do more with Emma, and they are doing more with Emma, but there's no way in hell she wins this match.
2: No, no, absolutely not. Not
0: the. That... No, I hope it's a good match though. I, I, it's got to be a squash. <sighs> it can't even remotely resemble Shinsuke's first match with Dolph Ziggler, where like he oh, barely I, beat oh, Dolph Ziggler. I couldn't agree with you more. It, it, it's Oscar's just gotta tear Emma apart, <laughs> and uh. I, I hate it. But it, it's, it's true. Oh, uh, you're probably right. Yeah.
2: Well, we got another women's match.
0: Oh, wait, no, this isn't a women's match. What? This is is a men's match. Well, very quickly, we love how many women's matches are on this card. Three? Three? Wow. Yeah. There's only seven matches on the card.
2: And three of them are women's matches. Women's evolution, check. Mm. Women's solution, check. But uh, a man who is not a woman, a man who, <laughs> uh, he's not a girl and not yet a woman,
0: oh. uh,
2: Bray Wyatt possessed by the twice dead, I guess, deceased and then desecrated by the flames of Randy Orton, Sister Abigail, Bray Wyatt now completely possessed by her spirit, apparently going to wrestle on this night in Minneapolis as Sister Abigail, against the demon, Finn Balor. Finn Balor in full-on demon mode, in full-on
0: pumpkin head mode. They're calling him the Pumpkin King. Um, Are they? Reference to Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, It's interesting because Bray Wyatt is already obviously a big character, um, so for him to have an alter ego. Because at least Finn Balor, when he's not the Demon King, is kind of, oh, I'm just a guy. I can go have a point. I want to get into a fight. roll uh, rhyme, unintentionally. Um pint fight and fight? I guess they kind of rhyme. Anyway, uh, if you do the accent horribly enough. It's a slant rhyme. It, it does, yeah. Uh, poetic license. But anyway, um, so now Bray Wyatt has this, uh, this alter ego. Uh-oh. Oh no. What's,
1: what's, <laughs> oh no. Oh God.
2: Uh, here we go. Here we go. Dear listeners, let me introduce our newest segment on the whole reference show. You feel me with Booker T. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Booker T, welcome back to the whole reffin show. Ah, oh, man. I heard you. I heard
1: you had to come and talk to you, man. Cause I heard you talking about you talking about Bray Wyatt, man. We, he's an eater of worlds, man. He got a big appetite, you know what I'm saying? You got a big appetite. He's man. got a big. A- you know, Galactus
2: uh, was an eater of worlds. I,
1: I don't know what that is, but he's he's fighting. He's fighting. He's fighting Finn Balor, man. He's the demon king, man. He's the king of the demons. These two's gonna fight, but it's not. Is it Bray? Is a break, or oh, is it Sister Abigail, man? You like Sister Sherry? It's the same thing, man.
2: But she's, she's—you don't know what kind of fire she's bringing. Well, you know the 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 Demon King. I mean, it, I I, you know what it's like to be a king. You were King Booker.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you're talking about them days man. me me and Abigail, man. You know, man. You feel? Me? Uh, I do
2: feel you. Huh? I, I do feel you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Booker T, uh, so wh- wh- what do you feel about the Sister Abigail, uh, the, the shtick? I guess? I, uh, man, I don't know, man. It's just,
1: I feel like, I feel like Bree. Braze is running out of ideas, man. He gonna try. He gonna throw a lot of things in the wall, and see what stick. No, you feel me? You feel me? But you gotta know where his heart is, man. You gotta know where his heart is. He's he's out of ideas, so he's gotta call the
2: Pontiff.
1: You know the dark side. You of know what? Whatever to
2: side the, she's on. You, you know, know, know what sticks to the wall when you throw it? What was that? Spaghetti. Oh
1: <laughs> man, you are making me hungry with that talk. But uh, it's gonna be interesting. We're going. We're going to see what happens. But if I had to pick. I gotta go with Sister Abigail Bray White
2: on this one, man. You oh, feel Booker, are you? You feel me? You feel me? I feel you. Feel me? I, I feel ya. Uh, oh, you. Oh, you—you literally want me to feel you? Uh, feel me. Feel me. Okay.
0: Uh. Oh. Okay. He's oh, he's gone. Well, Booker T. Of course, the only way to—you <laughs> never know when he's gonna show up, but the only way to get rid of him is to feel him when he asks you uh, if you feel him. <laughs> Um, so I guess that was, do you feel me with Booker T? That um, is, you feel me with Booker T. I had to step out, and I came back for the end of that. I forgot to talk. I think, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think, he took your pick. Oh, he did? He did. We were, we were talking
2: about Finn Balor and right. Bray Wyatt. Okay. Or the Pumpkin
0: King and Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail, surprise.
2: And, uh... Uh, Booker team picked Sister Abigail. Okay. Um, are you, you, first
0: of all, are you giving him? I'll, I'll actually, or- I'll, I'll agree with Book. Oh, you're going to agree? Okay. I'll agree with Book because uh, this, is, this is a debut of sorts. This is, you know, Bray Wyatt doing the Sister Abigail thing. I, I was really hoping, I think a lot of people were hoping, and God knows they have such a big women's roster that you haven't seen yet. That Sister Abigail would just be one of the women wrestlers that shows up, but I like this potential idea of Sister Abigail as a spirit that is possessed Bray, which means she could possess a female wrestler sure. and they could become Sister Abigail.
2: Yeah, I mean, sure, and I I dig that. Like, yeah. I, I super dig that. That that's uh, a great idea for the future in terms of all kinds of things you can do with the spirit of Sister Abigail. And the fact that it's in Bray one actually makes the most sense when you stop and think about it. Two, uh, it's really going to test the limits of the acting ability of Wyndham Rotundo, the man behind the character of Bray Wyatt. And I know he's up for it. I know that dude is up for it. I hope like you his feel entire... me.
0: Yeah, I do feel you. I hope you won't disappear no, no, if, no, I, if no. I touch you. Um, no, I. Uh, I hope his entire move set changes. Like I, I oh, hope man. that'd be really really cool if he just if he didn't even wrestle the same way. Um, interestingly enough, they have been keeping this whole sister Abigail thing secret of exactly what it is. So this will this will be the debut of that character. But they've actually been keeping Bray Wyatt off of television in general. You may have noticed Bray Wyatt not on TV. Also, his uh, gr- recent girlfriend or however long they've been boyfriend and girlfriend, JoJo, the announcer, uh, also has been on TV. And Bo Dallas, brother of Bray Wyatt, also been missing from TV. Um, The word is that uh, Bo Dallas has viral meningitis, um, and they're keeping Bray and JoJo off of TV and away from the rest of the roster in case, because apparently they don't necessarily have it. But just as a precaution, they're they're keeping him away from the roster, and uh, they don't want that to uh, to spread around. And well, no, meningitis because... is no
2: joke, right? I mean, that's that's terrifying. I if I'm Finn Balor, I don't want to wrestle Bray Wyatt uh, at because of the meningitis, not because of the demonic possession.
0: I don't want any kind of itis anywhere near me. Um, I don't even want John Laurinaitis <laughs> near me. Uh, he's okay. Anyway, um, so what's your pick? Because I picked Sister Abigail. Did you also? I,
2: well, I haven't said yet, but I will say now that I am picking Sister Abigail slash Bray Wyatt. Whatever uh, combination of those characters appears before our eyes, I think I agree with you that it is this kind, of, it's kind of a debut. And this is an opportunity for Bray to get some heat back because he's steady jobbing. To to Finn Balor. But doesn't
0: Bray also draw his power from Sister Abigail? Yeah. So this is like the urn, more or less. Absolutely. So okay. So this is Yeah, I think this is perfect and it's so
2: perfect right here heading into Halloween. I don't know where each and every one of you, dear listeners, are listening from, but I hope I hope you have experienced a wonderful cold snap like we have here in South Georgia. The weather has been Gorgeous all week long with lows in the 50s and highs in the low 70s. And home depots in the... the, the oh, man. Just beautiful, gorgeous home weather. Yes. I, okay, yes, thank I'm you. With you.
0: You, have to, you have to at least smile and nod when I make a joke. The uh,
2: the, the gorgeous weather, it makes me feel like Halloween and all the, the good holidays coming up, which lend themselves... In my nostalgia, my infinite nostalgia, to my very, very favorite memories of wrestling. All my favorite memories of pro wrestling uh, surround the, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and uh, the beginning of a school year and being neck deep in school assignments and yet taking off on a Monday afternoon to drive a couple hours to the Macon Coliseum or uh, or the Omni or the Georgia Dome right. or Jacksonville Veterans Veterans Memorial Stadium and watch Monday Nitro
0: or Monday Night Raw. Golly,
2: but something it is you're, that
0: time of year something you're not talking about, which we've talked about on the show before, is how much we miss Halloween Havoc, and this match is ripe. This
2: match is Halloween Havoc. This match
0: is Halloween Havoc. Um, As a matter of fact, if we're going to have War Games and we're going to have Starcade, Bring back Halloween Havoc. Just call this
2: match Halloween Havoc. Just
0: call call it a Halloween Havoc match. That's all. That's all. There you go. That's all. Just a reference to Halloween Havoc. You don't have to do the whole fucking (laughs) pay-per-view. Just say, like, okay, there was a show called Halloween Havoc, and yada, 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 so... Snickers (laughs) Possessed! Oh, man. It was always, like, the darkest shit, like, you know... Uh, Hulk Hogan went to the dark side And
1: now he must fight for his very soul Against the giant
0: Sneakers presents Bullshit (laughs) wrestling You know So That was always funny
1: Believe in the terrible
0: dark and scary No just
1: kidding
2: (laughs) Just kidding Karate fighters
1: Karate fighters Karate fighters
2: Alright now that leads us To the main event the main event of the evening here at TLC. This is quite a match. As we said at the very top of the program. And again, as we began talking on this head-to-head. Head-to-head. Head. We've got uh, a match that uh, seems like it should be saved for Survivor Series. Maybe it should be surveyed.
0: This is the appetizer. The mozzarella cheese sticks. Yeah. Before Survivor Series. <laughs> it is. The Reunited
2: Shield Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins are back together. Together again. <laughs> and they're taking on uh, the, the logical three-man team, right? <laughs> of right. Ms. Curtis Axel, and Bo Dallas, right? Right, right. The Ms. and the Ms. tourage mm-hmm. No, no. No, no. Viral meningitis. Has Bo on the sidelines. I if that played a part in the whole... I don't know. Maybe these two instead, so I don't know. Uh, Curtis Axel, just sorry, I guess. Even though the crowd on Raw this week uh, seemed like they were more into Curtis Axel than anyone else on the show. It's the most cheers he has ever gotten. Ever. And it was pretty cool, actually. And, uh... I think that, that the move to have him attacked and hurt so that he couldn't compete might have even happened on the fly so that WWE didn't just look like a stubborn mule not putting him in the
0: match. Well, they are the ultimate stubborn mule. Well, they are, yeah.
2: but at least they gave us an excuse for Curtis Axel not being in this match. Storyline-wise, it makes sense, because otherwise, why the fuck would he not be involved? So, in the absence of The Taraj, The Miz is joined by The Bar, Sheamus, and Cesaro. Cesaro now, since he is sans front teeth, has taken to wearing a mouthpiece and then deliberately sounding stupid on the microphone. That's the new gimmick, is you can't understand him talking with a mouthpiece in. So, huh. I wonder what, uh, wonder what old Claudio, back in his ROH days, would have thought of Him being on Raw, the best shape of his life, uh, wearing a camouflage kilt without any teeth and
0: talking like a moron. He probably would have uh, not liked it. Probably not. Probably not.
2: I'm super into the bar, though. I'm still mega, mega into this gimmick. I love the matching outfits, the camo jackets and camo kilts. Mm -hmm. And they keep adding more buttons and pins and patches and BS, all types of... Delicious flair to the camo tops that the bar are wearing, and a very cool, very like Boondock Saints t shirt they have for the two of them. Where but instead of holding guns, they're simply holding their uh thumbs sideways. So it's like
0: the, the things you see on Facebook where it's famous action movies, but the guns taken out, replaced with thumbs up. Yes, only my the, the guns already gone so. So yeah. You have to go when you have to add the gun instead of the other way around. And then take it out. And then take it out. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. But, but yeah. I, well, well, speaking of tag teams, again, uh, Matt Hardy, where are you, bud? <laughs> I, I know, man. Yeah.
2: Anyway. So Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar, are joining The Miz. And so, wow, okay, we got three on three for our main event. But. It makes sense. Three on three. Perfect. Let's go, right? No. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Let's not go. Miz takes it up with Kurt Angle. That Roman Reigns claimed the Shield could be any three guys, any four guys, any five guys. So, uh, you know, unless they're going to go fight a bunch of hamburgers at five guys. Okay. The Miz. <laughs>
0: Thank you for elaborating. It's like,
2: the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> the Miz says, we want our fourth partner. Well, wouldn't you know it, it's Braun Strowman, the oh. Monster Mountain Men. The monster among us, among us men, uh, Braun Strowman comes and kicks open the door. He kicks open the door about 20 seconds late. (laughs) But I digress. Right. And uh, Kurt Angle reluctantly makes him the fourth man. And so now it's a handicap match. Now, now let's fast forward to the end of Raw, the go home Raw before... This weekend's TLC Network Special. And, uh, who climbs up out of the ring? Who climbs up from underneath the ring, tearing through the canvas and the ring while Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns are fighting each other in a steel cage match? The Devil's favorite demon,
0: Kane. I told you, Darren. I told you going into Hell in a Cell... There's too many, hey, remember when Kane did this, videos on WWE.com, showing up in my Facebook feed, for that not to mean that Kane was returning immediately. If Hell in a Cell were the Raw show, I guarantee you he would have shown up at Hell in a Cell. It wasn't, though. So, you know, heading, heading into TLC, it makes sense, Kane showing up. Great to see Kane, by the way. Glad to uh, have him back. Don't like that he's come back in this capacity, because it's like, why would Kane... Because I believe everything Kane has done has been very, very, like, storylined. Like, every return, every feud, very well written and thought out. Like, he has a reason for everything. This is just like, yep, yeah, they paid me to wrestle and I came to fight. Well, I like the idea that the first person
2: that he's looked at has been Roman Reigns. Even if it's not intended and I'm just simply filling in the gaps, to me it's Kane saying alright, it's been six months, I'm here now to avenge my brother's defeat at WrestleMania. That's cool. And that's what it's, it's at least speaking to me on that level, whether it's intended or not. The idea that The Shield, yes, they're feuding with The Miz. The Shield, yes, they're feuding with Braun Strowman. But don't forget, Roman Reigns, don't forget
0: what you did to The Undertaker, now you got to deal with his baby brother. Well, don't forget one of Taker's last appearances on Raw. Uh, you see a Taker leaving. Kane comes out, meets him the entrance way, and they both leave together and throw up the fists together. Whew. And then that that's all great. And I I would love that continuity. I mean, word is that Kane's only there for a very limited time. So I guess they're going to use him up real quick. And and he's back on his way. I guess he did not win. His election? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess not. Problem with getting into politics and he used to be a wrestler. You know, Jesse Ventura's aside, is they always go, "Remember when he went through a table? Look at him beating up another man in a wrestling ring." Like you want that to make rules? And- this man
2: will beat up your children. Yeah,
0: I mean, say which one about you know, obviously Trump. <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, you know. Uh, things to say, you know, what have you, whatever your political stance is, Lyndon McMahon is part of Trump's cabinet, and everyone, of course, said, Lyndon McMahon, and all of a sudden you see the montage of Linda McMahon doings on Raw, and it's all horrible things, but it's like, She's playing a part; like she's not doing these things, right? But like, they'll always go to that. Like, like, oh yeah, you want that to be in charge of things? I was like, uh, that competent actor, maybe. <laughs> do, they, do they know political things? Because um, this is a this is a TV show, and I'm not an idiot. So uh, yeah, maybe. Well, you know, that being said,
2: people somehow they couldn't separate Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, there's a reason they called him the fucking governator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, cause I he's was... killed all
0: these robots. You want him to... Yeah, yeah. Yes, we do.
2: <laughs> Those people must be from Southern California.
0: My, uh, my, uh, when i living in California, my friend, who's very uh, political and, and very much a liberal, as a lot of people are in Los Angeles, and I, I'm not, I don't really have a political stance at all. I think everyone's silly. Um, but... She asked... Like, I mentioned, like, I don't vote. And she's like, why don't you vote? And it's like, well, you know, she's really mad at me. Because this is back when Schwarzenegger was up for re-election. And I was like, I'd probably just vote for Schwarzenegger because I'm a big fan of Terminator movies. And she was, like, so mad at me. And I was like, well, that's why I don't fucking vote. Because those are my reasons. Um, so I helped the political process by not getting involved. Thank you. Um, but anyway, so, so that whole thing. But yeah, so Kane obviously says like well i'm a wrestler i'm gonna go wrestle so it's cool again that he's back but the deck is stacked against the returning shield uh that's five on three uh, but the shield they say bring it on man they say five ha make it ten on three no but we'll unfortunately there's no more raws to add to the the enemy team so
2: so can the shield do it can they overcome the odds not
0: only can they do it they have to do it. Oh, boy! I think they have to do it. Uh, they got those t-shirts made, and you want to sell as many t-shirts as you can. <laughs> yeah. Um So, this this would be interesting, but it's it's definitely not going to be a typical match where, like, everyone goes, actually, this may very well be that. I take that back. It might be Ambrose and fucking Rollins go out immediately, so it's just Reigns to take out like four oh, of these guys. Jesus, please, no. That would, uh, that would... <laughs> <laughs> the audience would fucking hate that They would, they would, they would shit if, all over If it. that's what happened, but I mean, I can see them doing that Like, oh man, we could really push the shit out of Reigns right now And have him not only beat Kane, but also beat Braun Strowman um, And everyone else with it um, I, I do think it'll come down to Reigns against Kane and Braun Strowman Though at the end of this, right? Doesn't it have to? Um, so we'll see what happens there But it, I think it will lead into a short feud with Kane and Roman Reigns Very short feud But only so much feud to go because you do have Survivor Series coming and there's not a lot of singles matches and the only singles match that we know of so far is actually Jinder Mahal, the WWE SmackDown Champion, uh, challenging Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion. Um, So I don't know. So I do think The Shield's going to win. Do you agree with that? I disagree. Whoa! I'm saying
2: Miz and Friends win this match. (laughs) Miz and Friends? Miz. And the bar and Braun Strowman and Kane, I think it's simply too much to overcome inside the story, and maybe even inside real life. But there, there's, there's too much to overcome, and I think that the Shield can weather this kind of loss. That conglomeration of like of powerful and creative and over people, they, they. Uh, They've they've
0: got to win. They've know. got to win. I feel like the Miz and friends have gone over on the Shield so much, even when even since they've been the Shield. Okay, that that that's kind of the, this is the payoff for Shield gets to go over on them now. So I stand by my choice on this fifty sixth episode of the whole Ref and Show. I stand by my choice, Miz and friends. Okay, well we are a house divided. A house on fire in this head-to-head. Head-to-head. So we'll see who the winner is and who the scrub is. Again, TLC does not want any scrubs. So there you have it, folks. That is our head-to-head. Head-to-head. For WWE TLC. That is tables, ladders, and chairs, for those who do not know. Um, Should be a good show. I'm looking forward to it. Again, uh, a lot of wrestlers you don't typically see on the pay-per-view. Slash Network specials, so that'd be that'd be nice. Good for them to get that little boost, and uh, yeah, should be should be good. Should be interesting. And uh, tell us your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts on wrestling, on the the group TLC, on Fulcrums hashtag Fulcrum, um, whatever you want. And there's a lot of ways you can tell us. Find us on Twitter at RefnShowPodcast. Show Podcast. That's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook. Like and share. And, uh, send us a Gmail at, uh, the whole reference show at gmail.com T H E W H O L E R E F N S H O W at gmail.com or,
2: or find us on Instagram, the whole reference show on Instagram, like our pretty pictures. You can share them too. If you like, you can uh, leave us a comment, start conversations. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's rip it up. Hashtag wrestle news and wrestle views. Hashtag rip it up. Um, <laughs> Hashtag rip them rip.
0: Yes. And uh, that's it. Episode 56 is done. We're going to go uh, celebrate at a very expensive steakhouse or a Texas Roadhouse, whatever is, is around. And uh, that's it for myself, Perry Smith. I am Darren Beasley. And we appreciate you joining us here on the only wrestling podcast that calls it Right Down the Middle Behold. Whole Wrestling Bye